Hey, Ramon. Hey, Naveen. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? How's Dubai? It's getting super hot now. It's very humid. It's getting hot. Uh, how's it there in Bangkok? It's always hot in Bangkok as well. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder who's living in the in the hot desert, you or me. As you can see, the snow is melting like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the plans for today? What are we doing? Uh, well, we are going to, well, no, you are going to answer some questions that we've been getting from uh, from students, uh, people who have been following us on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. And um, we're, we'll try to make it like fast paced. So fire the questions at you fast and then okay. hopefully you'll answer them fast. And then, Okay. Um, yeah. I can't promise you fast. I mean, I mean, depend what these questions are. Is, is it like, you know, what do I eat or something like that? Then maybe I can do it fast. <laughs> but anything else? Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so it's yeah. it's fast, fast uh, fire round. I guess it's called or what is yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. Okay. <laughs> okay cool. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. First one uh, by Mohammed. Okay. I've learned so many things about trading in forex. I know I love it, but I'm lost and confused. It's like a lot of info, but without a plan. I don't know what to do with it. Where do I start? Okay, um, I think I think that's a very good question because uh, I think many people are in that situation. <laughs> you see, this, this is the problem. You said fast fire around, and you asked me questions like that. Like, how do you do this in one sentence? Like, <laughs> I, like, I was already gonna say too slow. Next, <laughs> but I'll, like, hold on, let, give me a second. Let's give answer a second. it. <laughs> okay. okay, so um, you know, for Mohammed's question, I I, th I think it's a very good question. It's a very important one. It shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, this can cause a big major issue for many, many people because what they're doing um, from the sounds of it is Muhammad's information is scattered, uh, is scattered. Like he'll be studying online. He'll take in a little piece here, support resistance, taking a little piece here, trend lines, taking a little piece here of the foundational pieces of trading. He'll take in a little piece there, crypto trading. And then it's all scattered there. And then when he looks back, he's like, I have a lot of knowledge but I don't know where to begin. That's because it's all disorganized. I think the, the fastest way that for your quick fire round, the fast thing I can say is a, a word that many people will familiarize with is format and reboot. Okay, which means get rid of all that knowledge, restart it, start from a structured organized format where it's like, do your basics again, even though it's easy, you know it, do it again, make sure nothing is missed. Do the next piece after that where you're finding yourself an edge Okay, whether that be a strategy or whatever it is, then the next piece on how are you going to do your post analysis for that edge, and then the next piece on how are you going to improve on anything that you notice in your post analysis. Now, if you don't know what post analysis is, is you're trying to fix any mistakes that you've noticed yourself doing. That is very, very key. Yeah. So keep that structure in that format and uh, put that on loop and you'll be fine. But so to summarize, Mohammed has to get out his man in black pen like flash it without sunglasses, erase yes, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just hold it the way. There you go. There you go. Next up, uh, this question is by James. How do you make sure that trading remotely works for you? Because, you know, there's a lot of people who they want to get out of the nine to five, you know, story of their life. And instead of going to the office, they want to just trade from different places, whether it's the beach, the swimming pool, a coffee shop, or sometimes at home. You know, many of these places are remote, you know, everything apart from home, basically. So how do you make that work for you? 
Okay. Well, what what I personally do is I generally go to different types of coffee shops um, throughout the day. And in and in fact, if you go to Dubai Mall, I think all the staff in all the coffee shops, if you show them my picture, like I know that guy. They're like he comes here all the time. Like I I, I feel like I work there. <laughs> so if I go through the malls, they'll be like they know me. A lot of them are actually even urban forex students, surprisingly. So, but uh, one of the main things I look for personally is internet stability. You want to make sure wherever you go, there's internet stability. If not, you need to have a backup, your 4G card uh, on your phone or 5G these days. Make sure everyone doesn't get cancer around you. <laughs> it's like, that's controversy. I'm not going to get into that. But um, you can do that if that's your thing. Um, and then uh, uh, plugs in case uh, your whatever equipment you're using drains out of battery within hours. Then you want to make sure oh. you have either a, a power uh, plug or a power bank uh, to give you backup life. One thing I personally like to do, I use a uh, privacy screen on my laptop as well, because the world of trading is becoming so popular now that everyone walking by is like, huh, I wonder what that guy is doing. <laughs> so it just becomes irritating when people are staring a little bit too long and you get conscious. You're like, can I help you? Like, <laughs> so people start looking at you. There is one thing I want to point out, though. There's one thing I want to point out. This 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 situation happened to me. Uh, sorry, I, that's the end of that question. <laughs> but I want to put in to, to to match up with the quick fire round. That's the end of that question. But then I want to put in my personal experience. I'm gonna share with you, Armo. Actually, what happened? Um, I'm in Dubai Mall, and uh, so I'm using my AirPods Pro from Apple. All right, the noise canceling stuff that they have. So I have noise canceling on. I'm on a call. Um, with my prop traders and I'm trying to explain to them certain methods and techniques. And one of the techniques I was teaching them that day is during a pullback, they want to buy. Yeah. So I'm at the coffee shop, you know, earphones in my ear, noise canceling. I'm so in the zone. I'm unaware I'm outside my house. Yeah. You're in a cave. So I'm speaking. Huh? You're in a cave. I, I'm in a cave. Like I, I just totally forget that I'm in a public place and I'm zoned in and I'm speaking and I'm saying, all right, guys, one of the one major things you want to remember is when you see two legs, okay, I'm referring to the pullback. <laughs> when you see two legs and it slows down, you attack. <laughs> and it, only afterwards, I realized when people were turning around and looking at me, and they're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Is he a kidnapper? Like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Why is everyone looking at me? What do they say? <laughs> but you, you have to understand what, what, when you're speaking in a public place, just understand they don't hear both sides of the conversation. They just hear you. So please be careful yes. of what you say. It can come out the wrong way. Context. So is I was using words like when you see two, two legs pull back, yeah. you attack. That time I said, when you see two legs, attack, especially if it slows down, because <laughs> that's where you're going to make the most money. And it was just coming out the wrong way. And they were looking at me and one girl had their eyebrows slightly down as well. I was like, Oh man, they're gonna arrest me here. They're gonna think I'm some kidnapper. <laughs> and at that moment, all the women started to run away. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> so yeah, just be careful on, on those type of situations. Yeah, duly noted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or don't yeah. use noise canceling. You know, just. just... <laughs> all right. Uh, let's have a look at the next question. This is from uh, Sombezzo. 
-hmm. How does one drill in the trading skills in such a way that one changes from being an unprofitable trader to being an elite performer, profitable and consistently? Okay, so there's a fine line between becoming a pro and the unprofitable trader. One of the main things between these two is obviously the daily habits that might be completely different. Now, it does not mean an unprofitable trader is lazy. An yeah. un unprofitable trader can be the most disciplined person you've ever seen in your life, and he can still be doing things wrong because yes. of his knowledge of what he has about the market is all wrong. Yeah. Okay, many people, they come into the market, they study something from the internet, and they put in hardcore hours but what if that knowledge that you are putting hardcore hours behind is incorrect? You see, it's not like what, you know, like the typical school, you get a high school degree, you can go get a job, make a little bit of money. You get a master's degree, you get a better job, you make a little bit more money. And then when you do your PhD, you make the most money, yeah. right? In Forex, that line, it's either you make money and then you make more money or you don't make money at all. There is no, but I've studied for two years. I should make some money. There's no such thing. There's a line there that says profitable now or not profitable. Yeah, exactly. So that has a lot to do with the routine. And what is the edge you're working with? Maybe you're working with an edge that simply just does not work or is explained wrong. Yeah, or it doesn't suit this, uh, this particular person. Yes, that's also true. Sometimes the personality doesn't match with the edge where someone might be aggressive, but the edge is very conservative. So that's another thing to watch out for. A good question, though. Good question. Well, that one was pretty fast, but we can do better. <laughs> Next one, Greg. <laughs> what am I doing? What, what is that? 60 seconds a piece? <laughs> Greg, I would like to ask how to manage a trade when it's in the red. I've always struggled with that. My trade is going well, I'm okay. But when it's in the red, I always struggle with cutting my losses or letting hit my stop loss. Okay. So th this is, again, um, a very common thing. And the, the reason why a lot of these questions are actually quite common questions. And the reason why this is also another one that's uh, uh, common. And the, the reason why I'm saying it's common is I don't want you to feel bad that you're the only one having this issue. Everyone goes through this issue. So Greg, if you look at anyone uh, in, in the trading market, when they just enter the markets or they've been in the uh, market for some time, the whole focus goes on to what do I do to get in? What do I do to enter? What do I do to enter? And once the trade performs, whether it goes positive or negative, they don't know what to do next yeah. because they didn't train for that part. And they didn't prepare for that part of if it goes for me, where am I going to get out? What's my exit plan? If it goes against me, well, what am I going to do with that? Am I going to cut my losses or stuff? So not only is there no plan, but because there's no plan, no one's visualized it enough times where they repeat it in their mind and they see it over and over again. They haven't done that enough to be like, if that happens, I know how I'm going to respond. So one of the things to do with that is make sure your plan is done before you get in. You do not make that plan after you get in. Because if you do it after you get in, your subconscious mind and your conscious mind will be so focused on trying to make money that he cannot think calmly and be like, this is a danger area. Be careful of this. Your brain's only going to be, this should be a buy. This should be a buy if you're in a buy. This should be a buy. So it will hijack your brain. So be very, very careful with that. Make sure your plan to exit is done before you even do your entry. 
Okay, so I think I can summarize this uh, in, in two or with two things. It's one, and most importantly, okay. is to not have a plan. So you need to have a plan basically uh, before you, you get into your trade and it needs to be before the trade because uh, you know your brain gets hijacked a bit when you're in the trade. And secondly is it's also a bit of experience that you need you know, of being in a trade, being in a profitable trade or being in a trade that goes against you and knowing how to manage that. But it goes hand in hand with having a plan. Without the plan, there's no way to go um, to make this, um, you know, end well, basically. Yeah. Training, training after entering to train the mind to do better after the trade is, is activated. That's the hardest part. Yeah. But training ahead of time before you enter for the exit plan you'll do, it'll be a lot faster. It's the fastest hack around it. Okay, great. Next one. Mm -hmm. This one is by yep. Natalia. Okay. Uh, hello, Naveen. How to emotionally handle unsuccessful trades and how to stay motivated. So this one lines up a little bit with the, the previous question. And I, I think let's, let's focus uh, a, a bit more on the how to stay motivated after having a losing trade. Okay. So Natalia, um, maybe open the question in this way. Um, it has nothing to do with trading. If I remove the word trading and I put in anything else, whether you're in a job or in a business or anything like that, it all comes down to how much do you want to succeed in that industry or that particular thing that you're trying to do? You can remove the word trading and put anything, any other word in there. So what will motivate you is your love for that particular thing, project, industry, whatever it may be. Um, if the love is there, you'll be able to sustain the difficult times because the difficult times will always be there no matter what you do. There's no such thing as, oh, it's beautiful from day one. It's always gonna come at you, but for you to survive those times, you must have some kind of an internal passion for it. So constantly reminding yourself of, all right, today was a loss um, or this trade was a loss. Okay, what do I learn from it? What do I understand from it? How can I do this better? So you are going to feel at times when you have two losses in a row, three losses in a row, you are going to feel emotional about it and be like, what is wrong with me? Is there something that I'm doing incorrectly? Is it my psychology? Do I have bad luck? Is the broker against me? All of these factors will start coming into you. But the reality is that trade failed. What do you learn from it? All the feeling that you're getting it is something you are creating on your own. But the reality is trade was wrong. And the only thing you can do is understand what was wrong with that trade and solve that problem. But yeah. by thinking of all the external factors of, do I have bad luck? What's going on with me? I don't think I can do this or blah, blah, blah. All of these things are created in the mind as a fear tactic. Try to avoid it like that. Like I said, if your love for the the project or industry that you're in, in, in this case, trading, if it's strong enough, you will be able to sustain this down move uh, and come out winning onto the other side. Okay? okay. I hope that helps. Hope that helps. I, I think summary here is again, sort of two things. So one, having mm -hmm. love for what you're doing and two, being able to rationalize uh, the results, basically, especially if they're, if they're negative. And maybe this ties in with another question we got, and that is from uh, Dulash. And okay. he asks, how do I find my why? So why trading? Why try to make money from, from trading? Okay, so yeah, they're, they're connected uh, with Natalie's question. So how do I find my why? If you weren't trading, what would you be doing? 
you'd probably be working somewhere, right? Having a job or you'd be on YouTube or you'd be on Instagram. You know, these are the different option in today's world, right? Either you're on social media, creating content, 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 like day and night, and that's your job. And you're just living this illusion of a life, or you are at a job trying to do something that's fulfilling enough for you to um, be good at it. But your why comes from whether you do that job and it's nine to five, it gives you a salary, for example. But if you're just working to get the salary, working to get the salary, working to get the salary, you're always going to think, what am I doing here? Yes, it's paying the bills, but what am I doing here? The older you get, the stronger that question is going to become, which just means like, I'm getting older, I'm getting weaker on the body, I'm getting mentally tired. What am I doing here apart from just paying the bills? So is the answer reduce the bills? No, the answer is you're doing something that is not fulfilling. Okay, so if you if you now come to trading, and you're saying, what is my why in trading? Well, it's the same thing. Why are you here? Does tr are you in trading because you want to learn how to trade and become really good at it because you're fascinated by it? Or are you here to replace a nine to five so you can make an income from this thing to do something? You need to answer what that something is if that's the case. And if that something is, let's say, buying a yacht, for example, but then the trading is not giving you that, then any losses that you make in trading is going to make you feel, what am I doing here? At least in a job I was earning, I was getting closer to the yacht, but in trading, I'm making some losses. It's taking longer to learn. Why am I here? That's the deterioration right there. That's why the question will come up. What am I doing? Yeah. So you need to understand, are you trading to trade or are you trading because you're trying to fulfill a means of something else because then trading has less value, has less value. You can change it to something else and be in a different industry altogether, which is a lot easier. Trading is like going to med school. Okay. It's like going to med school. And I'm sorry, many people tell you trading is easy. <laughs> Bring them to me. I'll slap them for you. <laughs> like trading is hard. Trading is hard. Um, we have mantras in our company that says, you know, uh, trading is actually easy, but the mantra is to tell yourself it's easy past the hurdle. It's easy past the hurdle, but it takes time. It takes time. It's like going to med school. It's like going to med school. Okay. Um, so that's my quick answer for that one. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just giving people an existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure after, after listening to this, everyone's like, what is my why? Am I in the wrong thing? Like, I, I, I don't mean to get into that where it confuses many people, but it's a question that should be answered for yeah, everyone, for sure. everyone, it needs to be answered. And actually, um, I think we've also done a webinar or you've also hosted a webinar on this where you go really deep into, into finding the why and the purpose of everyone's okay. trading. So um, we'll find mm -hmm. it, we'll link it up. Um, next question, uh, Hamilton. Uh, how okay. long will Forex trading be around for? Or will Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency take over soon? Okay. Okay. So, so that's an interesting question. And uh, I don't think another industry will take over per se. Could be wrong on that. And the reason why I say that is because when the stock market was around, Forex came along. 
Forex came along, it is much, much bigger in terms of volume than the stock market ever will be. Yeah. But yet, stock market still around. Stock market is still a preferred way to trade for many, many people because it's an asset that can go one directional. In Forex, you can't go one directional. It doesn't work like that. It's a currency pair. You can only trade for a limited portion of time, right? You can't just hold it and expect outlandish returns. Crypto is another stock market style. You can hold it for outlandish returns and it goes one directional. Now, will cryptos replace Forex? That is a question I cannot answer. Um, but I don't think Forex is, is going to disappear anytime soon because it's fiat trading. And fiat trading, as long as there's someone in the office with power, fiat trading will always be around. Yeah. Now, unless you can guarantee me someone in the office with power is not going to be there tomorrow, then I would be scared of that world. I don't know what that world would look like. I Hopefully, I'm dead before then. But yeah. that would be one scary world to live in because then it would be everyone saying, I know better for myself because the average person honestly does not know better for themselves. It would be just headless chicken running around. Yeah, so that, that would be a scary world to be in. Too much uh, it would be, for my taste as well. Yeah, it would be way too much mafias who have a little bit of muscle power and, and uh, force that would come after everybody. I think we're on the same page here. Mm. All right. Before going into total anarchy, let's go to the next question uh, by Samad. How to trust my analysis? I have a bit of a problem with taking trades with my own analysis. How do I develop this skill? Okay. Um, that has a lot to do with your edge. I think you're dealing with an edge that is losing so frequently that you're starting to worry about am I what if, if what you're doing is wrong. Okay, so to trust your analysis means you need to replay that scenario with your analysis, back testing it, forward testing it enough times that you know this thing works. If you know this thing works, and then when you trade it live, you will trust your analysis because you've seen it work. Yeah. Here's an example. Here's an example. We've all seen prejudiced people, right? Prejudiced people, how do they become prejudiced? They use a certain amount of data from the past and they, and they project it into the future. That's how it works, right? That's how our brains are wired to work. They use an X amount of data from the past and they project it into the future and saying that's what's, what's going to happen. So to trust what you're doing is right, you need that data. You need that data. So you can say, okay, what I'm, this analysis that I'm doing, I think it's right. That trust will only come if you have data from, the, from before. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And, Does that and make sense to you? Get that data is to trade on a demo account. Trade on a demo account, back test it, forward test it, just do it enough times where you know this edge works. Yeah. I think that's a very clear answer and pretty fast. Yeah. yeah I, th I think I'm beating my own record. <laughs> <laughs> the bar was not very high, but <laughs> like, so, hey, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> we can see how high we can set it by the end of, the, <laughs> of this meeting. Uh, the right, next cool, question cool. is uh, by Marianne. In my first month of trading, I realized I'm too aggressive of a trader. I get on a trade too early a lot of the time. What advice do you have for trigger-happy people like me, except for be patient? Okay. Well, the answer is be patient. But at the same time, you said, if it's not being patient, what would it be? Okay. So, Marianne, um, okay, trigger-happy 
shows me two signs. One is compared to the last question that we just had by Samad, there is more trust in your analysis than he or she had. Okay. Um, You have more trust in your analysis, which means it's getting you more FOMO that I got to get in before it leaves. You are using data that you know that this is supposed to launch and you're getting in a little bit too early. You got to get that balance in. And that balance is only going to come in is if you use your post analysis and rewire yourself to calm down. Okay. Now, what, what, does, what does that mean? You need to look back into if you take in a trade for a buy, you do the buy, it comes down a little bit more, stops you out, and then the buy happens. Okay. Second trade, it does that again and it goes. Third trade, it does that again and then it goes. And then here we are. We're like, I have this problem, Naveen. Um, how do I make sure I don't do this? That means you haven't put enough thought into why this is happening over and over again. And you haven't meditated on it enough that you will solve this problem next time you're there. Your emotions of trying to get into the trade are far superior than the knowledge of, I know I normally get into early. You see, you need to get that knowledge higher where it overtakes your emotion, where when that trade is getting ready, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know by my past data, I get into early. Hold on, hold on, not yet, not yet. And force yourself to overcome that emotion. Like literally force yourself. Yeah. Uh, and that's and if that means you missed a trade, you missed a trade. But at least get that data that you missed a trade once, you missed a trade twice, you missed a tra- trade three times. Then you're like, okay, so I got to get in a little bit sooner. You'll find that sweet spot by doing that, but you need to reflect back on it as much as you can and be like, this is a problem. I need to fix it. Yeah. Okay. So post analysis will help you dive into that uh, hardcore. So just like the previous uh, question, basically it, it comes down to gathering statistics, uh, looking back at what you've done. And then based on that, the, those statistics, you see, uh, okay, I'm looking at the right setups. I'm just getting into early, and, and those two things are essential. Yeah. So um, emotions have no role in this world of trading, have no role in this world of trading. Having that said, the answer is not turn to a robot and saying, listen, Mr. EA, I want you to take over my trading for me. And then, you know, no, no, that, that, that's not the answer either. Unless it's artificial intelligence, that's different. But a normal robot or an EA or any EA labeled as an AI, and now I'm just using letters, right? <laughs> an EA is an expert advisor sold by people for MetaTrader, which will trade on your behalf. Garbage, okay? I don't wanna use bad words, but garbage, okay? Then there's AI. Do not mix those two. An EA can be called an AI, which is artificial intelligence. That is just a word they're labeling on it. That is false marketing. It is not artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence learns from the mistakes, gets better. No human interaction necessary. Yes. Okay. You need to know the difference. So anyone labeling their EA, the it's an AI, run. Okay. Run. In the, in so, the day, it's just a, a script that's written by humans. Like if, then. And it's nothing else. But if that script can learn from its own mistakes, then we're talking about artificial. Then it's an artificial intelligence. Correct. Correct. If then situations, which means if this happens, then do this. You're not going to make it in trading because that's how the normal brain is trying to process a strategy. 
A strategy on its own never works in trading. You need to filter multiple scenarios coming at you, which you cannot program over and over and over again, because each trade is like a snowflake. So what conditions will you use now? What conditions will you use now? What condition will you use now? So having that said, it's unique, like a fingerprint or a snowflake. The human brain has a better adaptability still as of right now, even in the world of AIs. Yeah. Make your brain a lot more powerful. That would be my advice. Just get better. Look at situations. You'll be surprised. Your brain will automatically do the work for you. Yeah. Automatically. Just give it enough exposure to it. Yeah, it's sorry. I went a little bit too long in that one, but it, sorry. I said it, it's underestimated how smart our brain is, actually. It's, it is. It is. People just look to robots and be like, oh, robot is better than me. He doesn't make mistakes. Man, you know, you don't know how powerful your brain is. It is incredibly powerful. So it's just we're trained by media that uh, we're all small, dumb creatures until we get a bachelor's degree in our hand. And then we get the bachelor's degree. And we're like, oh, I don't want to have a job. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. You're like it's, it's just a big circle of a mess, you know? Yeah. So we are smarter than machines so far. So far. Next question is by John. Hi, Naveen and the rest of the team. How much is there to learn? Does knowledge ever stop? Um, no. Okay. So that's a good question. Um, I think they're all like, did you, did you organize these questions in such a way? <laughs> or they all seem to be lined up in a very systematic format. I don't but, know. A machine did that for me. Ah. Uh, yeah, in, was, was, it, was it labeled AI? <laughs> so, okay, John. So that's a very good question. Um, trading should never end the learning process. You know why? Because the trading keeps evolving as well. As you've seen, cryptos have come into the space, options come in, futures come in. So it keeps evolving. And as it keeps evolving, you need to understand what is there more to learn. So if you're a Forex trader and you're like, hmm, currency, 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 charts, 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 calendar, 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 based on economic news. And then this new coin stuff comes out and they're like, we use computer to computer ledgers and technology to do all this stuff. And you're like, you need to keep up to date and try to study more things to understand where is the industry turning to. Doesn't mean it's going to take over, but I want to know. Yeah. You have to learn these things. Get your feet wet. Throw in a couple hundred dollars and be like, let me buy this Bitcoin and stuff. And let me see how it operates. Let me see what the spreads are. Let me see if there's slippage. Let me see all these firms, how they're handling it. Is it just a fee-based system just to take money off of fees when there's actually no value anywhere? You cannot judge it unless you try it. Yeah. Okay. So learning it constantly is a must. Never stop learning and never go to anyone who says, I know how to trade. I know how to do this and I'm good. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Constantly develop. It is like studying a computer. There's so much to learn. You can, it's endless. Yeah. And I, I think you can even take that one step further in your life in general. You always have to keep on learning. Otherwise you'll be that grumpy old man. Like oh, computers. I don't like it. Like I don't understand. Yeah. That's why I don't like it. Yeah. What is this TikTok? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you see, yeah. and, and it's true, right? It's true. Like, cause see, I, I'm not on TikTok, but then I'm getting into TikTok because the whole thing is like, 
what is this TikTok thing? Same thing happened with Instagram with me. All my friends like, hey, you want Instagram? Like, what is Instagram? Like, I felt like a monkey, you know, from the primitive times, like <laughs> Instagram, what? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I picked up Instagram. I got used to it. I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, it makes sense. It, it's, it's quite nice, actually. And I started to like it. There's so many things that you should always step up your box that you have and always try to expand that box. As you get old, that box goes from cardboard to cement. And you will not live outside that box because you feel you know how the world works and how the world should operate. Never live like that because the world works on evolution. If you do this, there's no evolution. You will pass away horribly. Okay. Always adapt. Hmm? Or just grumpy. Or just grumpy. Yeah. No one likes a grumpy person. It doesn't mean you have to like everything that's new, but, you know, at least give it a shot, try it, see if it's for you. Uh, and then at least you know how it works. And then, uh, you know, at least then you're, you're more open to try the next thing and maybe you'll fall in love with that. So maybe, maybe, you know, if you're an older person, you're a grandfather, hang out with your grandkids and be like, open me that TikTok account or that Instagram account. Let's see what we can do. Let's dance together. Put me on that thing. We will be there to thumbs up for you. You got to get in there. You got to get involved. You, you'll be surprised uh, that how fun some of these things are. I can probably get more thumbs up than, uh, than the rest of the people because you stand out. Also, also, yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Just do anyway, it. Anyway, I'm doing a horrible job of keeping this uh, fast. So let's go to the next one. It is by Maridi Mendoza. Okay. How to become disciplined in trading. How to make sure you follow your trading plan. Okay, so I don't think that has to do with a trading plan. Um, if this is a problem that you've encountered multiple times and now you're asking, how do I have that trading discipline? I think let's remove the word trading and let's talk about discipline itself. I think discipline is a big problem there. And if discipline is a problem, which means you're unable to do that routine thing that is required for you to get better, chances are, if you're asking this question, you already know what needs to be done to get better but then the discipline is not there, then the way around it is not to force yourself to do that trading discipline. The way around it is to hack your brain into understanding what a discipline is. Okay, what, that, what I mean by that is um, start off the day with doing small, small things. Like if you wake up, fold your blanket in a certain way. It's so simple, so small, so easy, but you're training your mind that I'm gonna do this every single day. Oh, super easy. I can do that. You add in another discipline. I'm going to brush my teeth in the morning as soon as I wake up and also in the night before I go to bed. Okay, I can do that. Super easy. Takes one one minute or less. Okay. Okay. You should brush, brush a little bit longer, please. But, but three, <laughs> like, I, I knew that was coming from somewhere. Like, did you say one minute? Like, oh my God, dude, go to the dentist. <laughs> like, three minutes. You, you get what I mean. And then, you know, with Listerine also flush. Hey, we want to give them easy discipline, not difficult discipline. <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. Just covering all, all right. that this year. So, so little little pieces of discipline like this is going to turn you more hardcore into saying, give me bigger projects that I can be disciplined with. You'll be able to tackle them because you have confidence now of, yeah, if you need me to do this for 90 days, I can do it for 90 days. Otherwise, the discipline lasts only an hour for the average person. If you want to like, you watch a video on YouTube and you're like, yeah, 
you get so pumped up and you want to do something that adrenaline rush one hour after that's gone and you're like hmm i'm going to get into that new workout routine that i just watched a good third uh, an hour later you're like cool cool starting tomorrow i do this tomorrow comes along you know what tomorrow again tomorrow man tomorrow tomorrow today i got kids man kids come first priorities priorities (laughs) like i got you know i I gotta pay the bills i gotta go to work like there's so many excuses that will come along the way to put the discipline aside so um armo you you're like partial military guy right here right You're, you're like hardcore at urban forex when there's one person who is like ultra strict it's you what, what what do you do what do you do on stuff like this well there's some hacks but you know not all hacks work for everyone yeah um, and i i wouldn't call myself you know an expert on this at all but i think you yeah, just have to make sure that whatever rules you're trying to follow uh, make sure you you can make them work for you so for instance what what i like to do is um when I know I have to do something, uh, so, so let's say I'm, I'm training for uh, some running race and um, I know I have to train for it, but it's raining outside and I don't really feel like going. But then I think about how you know good I will feel about myself once I'm done with it. And it's just that little motivation that I need to, to just get out there, do that run in the rain come back and or I, I think about how nice the hot shower will be after that so that's a little hack you know other hacks that can work and taking a little bit back to trading could be to just write down um, when you're about to diverge from your rule so you've set a rule like I'm only going to you know add a position size when and then you're about to add a position size and you're writing down why but it doesn't actually match your rule, then it, it's much harder to bullshit yourself when you're writing it down. So that is a hack. It works for most people, maybe not for everyone. And another thing that um, just today in the elite community, I saw somebody that um, was saying that before doing a recording of my pre-market analysis seemed like a chore, but now I cannot do without. So there mm-hmm. you see a discipline-based habit created and this person cannot even trade without doing a self-recorded pre-market analysis anymore uh, because it it doesn't feel like it's reliable if it's not done in a serious way like that so um, I, i think the bottom line is what i already said is you have to make sure you can you can find a way to make the discipline work for you to turn into a habit and it starts with what you say with small things like putting your blanket in a certain way in the morning uh brushing your teeth at the same time every day uh, in the morning and the evening three hours (laughs) so yeah it's 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 those those small things uh and then you know these thoughts about how good you'll feel about yourself after you do it the proper way or after you do it at all that can help um but you have to find it what works for you no i absolutely agree um i like the one that we said about the writing it down part um i was just thinking but you need discipline to write it down, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, there's a loophole there. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. You know, but, it, it's a lot easier to force yourself to write down, you know, whenever you do something. So, um, or, right. you know, you, you can train that by saying every morning when I wake up, I write two sentences about the dream I had or 
Uh, every night before I go to bed, I write two sentences about my day, what I'm grateful for or something like that. You know, a lot of people uh, say that it's great for your uh, feeling of happiness to write down uh, what you're grateful for at the end of the day. So, you know, start with something simple like that. One, I, I think I, I'd like to add to that because uh, there's a, a routine I follow. But one of the things I'd like to add to that is if you are able to conquer that uh, small, small steps, you know, the little stuff that will start your discipline to get going. If yeah. you are able to conquer it, then I would say if you can build a morning routine. Yeah. That could be a huge project. That morning routine of like, when I wake up in the morning, I look myself in the mirror and I tell myself who I am, what I'm going to do today and how I'm going to kick butt. You know, little things like that. I, I, I do stuff like that where the average person like, oh, this guy is creepy, man. <laughs> but it works for me. It's what I do for myself to get going, get in the shower. I think of ideas. Um, I'm making sure I wash every part of my body, but I'm also thinking, I'm meditating. I'm, I'm, work, I'm thinking about what am I going to do in terms of this day? How I'm going to make sure this day is the best that I can perform. And while I'm doing that, once I'm done thinking, I play with the hot water, cold water, hot water, cold water to make sure my my entire body wakes up and, and feels every piece of the temperature change. Yeah. So little things like that, that make me focused at all times. And this is all part of my morning routine. There's a whole bunch of things that I do also, but the morning routine is, is that portion uh, where I have to, have to, have to do that. And then there's some parts where I do get lazy sometimes and I don't finish it. So what I did was I replaced certain things where I'm getting lazy with, and I put in a team call. Okay, with my uh, prop traders. And I'm like, now they're all waiting on you. You got to be there. Yeah. So now I force myself to be disciplined indirectly. So if you find something like that to do where you're like, I don't want to be responsible, you're responsible, <laughs> then do it. You'll do it enough times, it'll become a habit. External pressure is, is, is strong as well. Because in, yes. in your mind, uh, that's why the writing is powerful. Because in your mind, you can tell yourself any lie you want. But as soon as you put pen to paper, then it's it's physically there. Uh, you can't really put a lie on paper, or it's much harder. And and the same goes, and it's probably even more powerful is when you tell somebody else. Because then you know, there's that external pressure. What will that person think of you if you're just telling random stuff, or exactly. you know, if they're waiting for you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's uh, let's. So that was the fastest one, I think, amongst all of them. By, by far, fastest. So <laughs> this one, like I think this one, I have I have a good feeling about it. We we can do it. This uh, this is a question uh, asked by Tim. What lot size do beginners trade? Um. All right. So one standard lot is a hundred thousand units. As a beginner, you want to trade at least two thousand standard lots. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't do that. Okay. All right. So th this is a common question to ask, and it has a lot to do with money management. Um, I don't know how big the account size is. I don't care if there's a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars in the account. I want you to trade small, very, 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 very small, because you use the word in there as a beginner. Yeah. That means you know yourself that the skills are not present. If the skills are not present. Even $1 will go to waste. Yeah. Why waste that $1? If you can go demo, please go demo. Yeah. Okay. Many people will, will 
garbage nonsense out of this thing saying, yeah, but if I don't trade real money, I don't feel it. Blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, shut up with that nonsense. Like the reality is why waste money for you to feel something? I mean, what, what are you, you know, a billionaire or something like that? Like you don't stop listening to that type of advice. You know, you're not a billionaire where it's like, cut me so I can feel life. Like, no, <laughs> you're like, please don't be crazy like that. So be real with yourself. If you're a beginner, that means initial stages, you're going to lose money. Where, why I am so hot about this topic is because I lost close to $55,000, $60,000 when I started off within the first few years because I thought I knew it all. Let me explain to you. This is not $50,000, $55,000 of my money. This is $50,000, $55,000 on a credit card. Okay? So that's not even my money. I, I had to pay it. For, for years on end to come with interest and all that stuff. And I was like, but I oh, was so close. I was so close. There's no such thing you're so close in the beginning. If you're starting off, just know in the back of your mind, it will take time. If anyone tells you that you're going to do it very quickly, very fast, and you see that red Ferrari that I have, you can have it overnight. Sorry, is this going to be the new thing? Is, am I going to turn into a meme or something? <laughs> <laughs> Unless that person is giving the Ferrari to you, like start, start to run. And also if you see Naveen with finger gun, start to run. <laughs> <laughs> or when he starts to talk about two legs slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think the key word there is not how many lawsuits you trade. The key word there is as a beginner. That's the word that I'm more focused on. If that's the word, that means you know and I know that there is risk involved. If there's risk involved, why use any amount of money when you can do the exact same trading on a demo account? Identical. Identical. Yeah, I think trading, you know, it comes down to a lot of things tying in together. And uh, yes, the skills and knowing how to read the market, trading on a demo account is one part. And then another part is also knowing how to do it with a live account. But why not first build that first part on a demo account without the risk? You know why this is feasible? You guys have all um, seen webinars where I talk about what we do in real life, we do not do in trading. Yeah. Right? Here's the thing. Many people who are in their nine to five job Aren't, there, aren't they thinking, all right, I'm going to try trading. If all goes good, I'll quit my job, right? Yeah. That's normal thinking, right? Exactly. Why is, there, is that not same precautionary thinking in one getting ready to trade and saying, let me go demo. If all good, I'll put in money. Yeah. Why not? Why not that thinking? Why doesn't it apply there? Why does that get skewed and be like, but if I do it faster, maybe I'll make money faster. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. You got to use the same logic you would use everywhere else in your life and do it here as well. It'll keep you safe. It's what you trained growing up and it's the right training that you have. Yeah. Passed down from generations. It's a little bit wet before uh, start to swim and start to cross an ocean. Yes. B before you go, I think, I think um, because that topic is so hot about how fast to trade, what I'll do, I think in the next podcast, uh, um, if you can, I'll, I'll give you some of the tr uh, prop traders I'm training right now. Maybe yeah. have a talk with them and let them share their experiences. 
Now, these are senior level people, you know, going in hardcore day and night studying all this stuff. See what their experience is. Let them tell you firsthand. These guys have capital through me. They're trading my money on the line. Let them tell you what they've gone through to get to that position. Yeah. I think that might be a good interview to, to do and have them share their experiences. That sounds good. Maybe mm -hmm. they will use a lot of uh, a lot less finger guns. Uh, and you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> no, no, they know the finger gun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next question is by Samuel Cayo. It actually ties in with the previous question. How or when do you know it's time to trade with real money? When you when you have at least three months of consistent results, I'd say then do it. That's being safe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so three months of consistent results. If you want my advice, six months to a year of consistent results, then go live. But if you're in a hurry, like you can't wait three months minimum. If you do that any sooner than that, just, Armo, you can just add in your bank account number below and let's just have people transfer you money instead. It's like, at least you can donate it to the right cause. Yes, so, that, that would be me indeed. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, don't just waste it like that. You worked hard. Like, I, I think, I think it, if I were to take five minutes um, in this quick fire round, <laughs> it's like, if I were to take five minutes and have everyone take a moment and understand one thing, the money that's in your bank that you're about to risk in a trade or in the market, I want you to really understand how that money got there into your account. Did it just be like, did it get there with you working hard, your intellect, your waking up early when the alarm's ringing and you don't want to wake up and you go into the office or wherever you're working and you do your job, whatever it may be, and then two weeks later or a month later, you get that salary coming in you're like Oof. you're gonna risk that money just like that yeah if you're gonna risk it just like that that means you're in a bad job that means your job you're not working in your job because you don't care for that money that means you're a bad employee that's not good either no but if you've worked for that money then i will assure you you will not spend that money just like that in hopes that it can make more money, okay? Be real with yourself. You worked hard for it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Yeah, and if I can add to that, so once you know, after those three months, six months, or one year, if you know, okay, now I have my statistics on my demo account, I'm going live, and then still go live with small amount, like risk small percentage of your Yes, account. yes. Still go very, very small. Make sure there's nothing that was missing uh, that you didn't experience. Yeah. Uh, go small it, does, and... it does make a change or it does make a difference if you're trading with, with live money uh, compared to a demo account. And even if it's a small amount and then gradually build it as you get good results. Only if you get good results. Don't think, oh yeah, I, I did like a bunch, of, a bunch of like small money trades and they weren't great, but you know, it doesn't matter. It was only small money. Now I'm going to do it seriously with bigger money. No. Get it done with small money first. It's surprising how many people um, go straight in, go straight in. And these are the people who get taken advantage of in our industry, unfortunately, especially in the education space, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, there's a reason why we don't have a, have a target audience of newbies. 
right? It's because a newbie will generally take his education from anywhere because a newbie is so bent on making money right now. I, I can't take that person's money and feel comfortable and sleep at night. I, it's just really uncomfortable. So what, where we are as Urban Forex, instead of being a $200 million company, where we are is I know you're going to struggle. I know you're going to burn yourself. And I know at that point you want some good education. And then you're going to come to me with very limited funding available to purchase anything. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, fine, let me help you. Yeah. Like that's where we are. That's where we stand urban forks within the industry. So because if we stand in the beginning, right where the newbies begin, you'll be surprised that we, we won't be able to get in the newbies into our program. If we're upfront and honest, like we are with everything else. Yeah. They're not going to listen to us. If we say, this is, this is going to take some time to get work. Screw this guy, man. That guy is saying, I'm going to be ready in 48 hours. I just have to follow some telegram group and buy when he buys and sell when he sells. Here's $5,000 of all of my savings. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. But yeah, we've never got into that space. Indeed. All right. Let's go to the next question, uh, which is by Alex. And this is a very common one. Uh, what advice do you give someone who wants to leave their eight to five employment into a full-time trade? I always find myself when the London and New York sessions, I'm engaged at work and nothing happens during the Asian session. I have a family and they also demand their time. I'm currently the only breadwinner and it's not that easy to say I will just quit my job and go full-time without a backup plan. How should I approach my scenario? Okay, that's very nice. So Alex, um, you know, one... One thing I would like to say is, first of all, kudos to you that even with a job, a family, kids, and the time that you need to spend, you are still looking to grow. Thumbs up there already. Most people at that point start their box, right? And they just start, stop living at that moment. They, they begin their box and they start saying, okay, let's begin the concrete. You know, let's, let's start living like this for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So kudos to you for trying to be better. Um, whether even if it's in trading or whatever it is. So I just wanted to start off by saying that. So when it comes to trading, um, if you want a quick answer, stick with the higher timeframes for you. Being an eight to five thing, you want something that doesn't require too much of an intention. You want to be able to analyze your charts little by little on a daily basis, bite-sized. So that way you can look at it throughout the day. Maybe you're at lunch and you just open up your laptop and you're like, let me see what... Uh, where the charts have progressed. Let's say you're on the daily chart. You're like, cool. You do your analysis. You're like, I'm looking for an entry there. You get home, you spend time, you have your dinner, you're doing whatever you have to do. You're looking back at the charts and like, you know what? I think the entry should be around here because I'm afraid of this area. You have more time to fine print that analysis rather than that hurry of, I only have one hour today, so let me see what I can do. Don't, yeah. don't do that. Don't trade a smaller time frame because it's gonna end up taking your money. Trade a higher time frame um, and take your time to do the analysis. The trade setups will take its time. Trade small, go for multiple R's, you know, one to two R's uh, on average. And then whenever the trade is done, try to make sure on the weekends you spend so much time, as much time as you, you, you can spare into doing your post analysis and making sure is all the pieces in here 
um, what, whatever I did right or wrong, did I really take in all that information? Because you're not doing 100 trades per week like everybody else is. So you're limit to, limited to studying that one trade. And if you have other people doing trades like that, you need to study those trades as well and be like, what do they do wrong? What do they do right? It's very similar to my style of trading. Do I, can I learn from that as well? So you want to really reel in the post analysis. So your main job in the beginning is not to trade from the daily, but once the trade is done, your main job is what was right and wrong with this. That's where the work is, not the trade itself. The trade, I can care less. Put $1 on that thing. Find out what was right and wrong with this trade. Understand that, get the next trade, try to do it better. And that will slowly take you in an incline. And when the time is right, you can look about that. Should I transition? Maybe you like your job. Stay in your job. It's okay. You know, everyone needs a fulfillment somewhere, right? Stay in that job if you like it. And uh, you can decide that if you want to go full-time or even part-time. So you can keep your job and increase trading side a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's really important to, when you trade a higher time frames in general, to take so much more away from the, from the post analysis. Uh, because yeah. there's so much to learn from each trade. And if you have more to time to spend on, on one trade, then do that and, and get all of it out. And uh, one thing I, I'd also like to add here is that on weekends or whenever you have time, uh, try to practice uh, simulations. So there's uh, different simulation softwares and you can, you can practice trade setups on that. And then you can get a whole bunch of trades in. And maybe even there, you, you take a little bit slower. You even do, do post analysis on those and, and you know learn as much as you can from those. Correct. So in a very quick repetition on that, do not forget the main importance is not the trade itself, is the post analysis of that trade. That is key for you at this stage. Yeah. Do not forget that part. If you don't do that part and look for the next trade, this, this trading world will not open up for you. You need to make sure you do the post analysis as that's the most important because you're only getting one trade every couple of days, maybe once a week even. So you gotta do that post analysis as hardcore as possible. Yeah, cool. And that will take us to the last question. Uh, okay. Asked by Sashi. Okay. Inafine, this is a psychological question. I'm a day trader. I've been watching the charts for hours while I'm trading. And even when I'm not trading, my mind is in constant lookout for trading opportunities. I feel like my life is getting sucked into trading. It would be helpful to know what your thoughts are on balancing life in my trading. Uh, I, I love that question. It's, it's, it's so Zen. It's like, ah, nice. <laughs> it's, it's an important question um, to ask. And I'll tell you why this is so important. Because what you're going through right now every single one of my prop traders are going through. You're not in this alone. Every single one of them is going through because once you start getting a little feel of, I know how to trade, I know how to do this well, there's so much opportunity out there that you're like, when you're going to bed, you're like, am I going to miss something? When you're waking up in the morning, let me just quickly check the charts in case there's something there. There's so much of that, that uh, you constantly feel this, pressure of I know more than 95% of the world knows so why don't I use my talent right that's that's a a even though it's a good thing most people will die for to be in that position it is also its own 
problem. So just because I know better, does that mean I need to trade all the time? So it's it's something you should you know definitely sit and think about. Um, I used to be like that. I was down on the 10 second chart uh, trading with my mentor back in the day uh, on the futures market. And it's tough. It's tough. There's always a time when you're like, oh, it's busy. I should, I should trade. There was no cutoff time. I started to realize I'm spending less time with my girlfriend, spending less time doing fun things like going out and doing stuff like that. Even though fun for me is questionable, fun always to me means work. Work and trading is fun for me. I enjoy it. Like I, I love it, you know? So that's fun for me. But I was missing out on the social aspects of life. And I think if you're really real with yourself, the word you said balance is so important. It's so important. You want to be a better trader, you need to do things that are not trading. It's weird. It's like an oxymoron. You want to be a better person at a relationship, you want to make sure you're not always working on that relationship all day long. You need to step away from whatever you're doing uh, or whatever you're trying to accomplish every now and then so you can come back with a fresh mind again. Yes. So um, I think what you raise is a very important question, Sashi, and uh, spend some time thinking about it is bring up something that's in your mind thinking, what is important to you? What is, maybe answer this question. Who are you trading for? If that's a person or if that's a person, then that person might be neglected now while you're on this journey. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure you don't neglect that person now because you're trying to take care of that person in the long run, but maybe the time now is being neglected and that's not good either. If you're doing it for a material possession, uh, you know, to pay for certain means, then I can understand, but maybe it's time to, step away a little bit. So you're not always looking at the markets because if you're always looking at looking for opportunities, it will take from you. So it actually works the, that way too. If you get burned out, it will take money from you and you don't want to do that either. Yeah, I, so, I think it's just like a, an investment portfolio. You need to diversify what you invest in. And, and it's the same thing in life. Just diversify what you spend your time on because time is your most valuable um, commodity. So right. yeah, spend it wisely. Correct. Um, if, if you were to ask a person like me or some of my prop traders about the same thing, this wouldn't come up at all because we generally live, breathe, eat trading. That's all we do. That's all we do. This is what we specialize in. I don't have time to take a picture of me and go on Instagram and then say, my life is good. I don't have time for that. I really don't have time for that. I, I rather be in front of my charts, discussing charts and saying what was right with this trade, what was wrong with this trade, really getting into the nitty gritty of all this stuff with my peers. So that's who I am. But if the question ever comes up as how do I balance something, that means you yourself, something inside you is saying you're spending too much time in yes. this. You need to break away. You need to listen to that. There's nothing I can tell you. You need to listen to that inner voice that's telling you, you need to balance this stuff out. That means you're not all about trading. You're using trading as a means, which is fine, but do not neglect what requires your attention. Um, 
And so listen to that inner voice that's telling you, you need a balance. Do that balance. Find a way to take a break and say, maybe trade a higher time frame for a while. See if that helps. Yeah, that's that's a good practical tip. Another practical tip I was thinking about is just to set certain hours for, for trading and you don't look at the charts outside of those hours. Yeah, that's important. That's important. So if you're on the hourly chart and you're going to trade London, two hours before London, you get ready. And then once London lunch happens, you're done. You're done. No more. Yeah. Okay. You give yourself that two hour prior to London to do your analysis, to do your preparations, and you have a cutoff time. Uh, and if you're trading the one hour charts, do not sit there on your screen. Come back every hour and see how the candle closes and be like, what do I do now? Yeah. If you're trading the four hour charts, come back every four hours. No need to stare at it. So there's many things that can be done, but I think the key piece is something inside you is telling you, you need a balance. You need to listen to that voice and you got to get at that balance. I think that's so, a, a nice way to, uh, to wrap it up. Find the balance. I mean, should I go to the movies immediately after this? You want to <laughs> go watch Fast and Furious or something? <laughs> like, as we wrap it up, what do you do for balance? What, what about you, Armo? Like you're, you're in urban forex, literally as, as much as I know, if I'm online, you're online. So I'm like, what is, I, I'm crazy, but how is he crazy? What do you do for, for having that balance? Well, I'm, I'm pretty strict on um, my hours, but that, that mm. also comes with a fairly strict morning routine. So I, there's not more than 10 minutes difference between each day that I wake up and when I start to do uh, trading or urban forex things. And I also try to keep a, a cutoff time later in the day. Now, this is a bit more difficult because at the end of the day, there's less discipline. It's like at the beginning of the day, it's easy to not get that chocolate or whatever sweet stuff you have. Yeah. But at the, end, at the end of the day, it's, it's harder to not touch that, right? So it's, it's the same thing here for me when, because I, I've been involved with Urban Forex for so long. It's, I know it's your baby more than anything else, but it's also a little bit my baby. Like I'm, I'm yeah, you're, you're the uncle, man. You're the uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, and this is just, we're all humans at the end of the day. And, uh, we, we can talk about discipline and how our, some people are more disciplined than others, but no one's perfect. No one's doing everything to the letter every day. And that's, that's also the beauty of being human that, you know, there's, there's flexibility and agility to that. And there's always room to improve and to grow. And yeah, I, I just try to keep a, a, a strict schedule and some days that works better than others, but uh, overall, I always try to, uh, to improve that. It's good. It's good. So that's the way you balance it out. Make sure you're not always work, work, work. Yeah. And of course you, you need to know what, you know, what other stuff you enjoy. So, you know, I, I like, I like to, uh, stay fit and, and do outdoor things as much as I can, or as, as the heat allows. Uh, I just enjoy, especially on the weekends and in the evenings, I just enjoy cycling outdoors as much as I can. That that physical part of it that really balances out the you know the, the sitting down that that trading really is. Even if you have a stand up desk, it, it's you know you're in one position looking at a screen most of the time. So I enjoy doing something that's like the opposite of that is it's not a screen and it's very, very physical. So right. balance. Yeah. 
I, I think it's important. It's important. Um, so I hope, Sashi, you find the answer. And if you can, Sashi, when you do find the answer, share it with us. We'd like to know what you what what actions you've taken to balance it up. I know it's not a trading per se related question, but it's such an important question that you bring up that many people overlook. And I think the direction you're heading, the direction how you're really listening into your voice and looking for the answer, I think uh, it, it's automatically also going to make you a superb trader because you're able to listen to your instincts. Yeah, there's a certain awareness about things. That, and that's yes. a step to, you know, progress. Yes. So I'm, you know, very happy to hear that question. Uh, it's very deep. It's very, uh, it's a strong question. It applies to everybody and any walk of life. It doesn't have to be just trading. So yeah. um, please, if you do get the answer, share it with us. We'll be happy to uh, hear what you've done. Um, and thank you for asking that question. And thank you everyone for asking all your questions. Um, was it Samad, Alex, Natalie, uh, Sashi? Uh, sorry? Well, I, I, I can do it because I have it in front of me. So it's Mohammed, James, Sombetso, Greg, Talia, Dulaj, Hamilton, Samad, Marianne, John, Murray D, Tim, Samuel, Alex, and Sashi. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to go down my memory, but that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, thank you all of you guys with all the questions that you guys had. And thank you, Armo, for, for bringing this up. I think it was a great idea to do it like this. Um, I think Apologies whenever there are more. For making this, this fast firing question round. Yeah, no problem. So horribly. <laughs> And any more fast rounds you have, you let me know. I will spare three hours of my day. <laughs> <laughs> but no problem, no problem. I, I think it's a good thing. Um, a lot of these questions are important. We, we should answer them. And uh, if you do get more from all the social media networks, what are these questions coming? Please save them up and let's, let's answer them. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. So good way to bring it up. We'll definitely do it. All right. Cool. Great. Thank you, Naveen. All right. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now.